Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome to another What's Up podcast. I am delighted to have on the phone with me from upstate New York, a gentleman that we all know and love. His name is Paul Haas, and he's the music director for the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. Hey, Paul. Hey, Becca. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. How's life in upstate New York? Well, it's a little weird, as I'm sure it is for everyone listening, but uh, we're, we're, we're making the best of it and uh, continuing to, to homestead and make music and write music and be music director of the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. It's been, it's, it's been quite, quite a ride. If you're listening, I have to tell you something that will make you all lie down. Paul's baby boy is three and a half. We are now, we have now had him long enough that he's had two kids since we got him in Northwest Arkansas. Right. And I had, I mean, I had my first child, uh, the third one, uh, right before I got this job. So it's, we, we, we've been through a lot together, haven't we, Northwest Arkansas? Wow. Wow. And it seems like only yesterday. People still tell the story about your first encore. <laughs> right. Well, that was um that was a fun little moment in time. It really was. That was a really smart way to get everybody to love you from the beginning is what that was. Well, who doesn't love the Razorbacks and who doesn't love little fight song, right? Yeah, so there you go. So we're here today to talk about a new piece of music that's being released by a Sona Quintet that is called the Piano Symphony in A Minor, and it was written by Florence Price, probably the first recognized African-American woman as a symphonic composer. Yeah, she was actually the first, uh, yeah, the first African-American uh, female composer to be performed by a major symphony orchestra, the uh, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, way back in 1932. Wow. And our tie to Florence Price is that, number one, she was born in 1887 in Little Rock. And number two, a house was being torn down in St. Anne, Illinois, around 2009. And they found a whole collection of her manuscripts and books and personal papers, which were donated to spatial collections at the University of Arkansas Libraries in Fayetteville. That is amazing. Well, and it's uh, what's really amazing is how close we came to just obliterating a large chunk of American cultural history. It's, uh, you know, lucky for us that that was found and not tossed into a, 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 a trash heap somewhere. Isn't it? And people seem to love her music. What is it about her music that you think plays so well to an audience in 2021 well it's it's interesting it's like we've we've had this one window in to what american music is you know the copelands and the gershwins and the barbers and and so we have this very sort of um well how else to say this but very white male centric uh view in and uh, even Dvorak is considered you know, in some ways an American composer because he wrote uh, his New World Symphony. Uh, but but I think there's just this, um, it's almost like her music is the music that Dvorak wished he had written. 
That's funny. Yeah, it's it's um it is you listen to it and you just immediately relate. Your heart opens up and you get this sense of I belong here. This is my music. It's really incredible. Does it have the feel of her African American heritage, do you think? I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, you know, uh I think every as a composer, I know that the music you write as a composer is is entirely uh, related to how you were brought up and 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 uh, your family life and all sorts of influences. But I think it's just uh, it's it's her and and I would say that um, you know in, in this piece in particular, uh, for instance, the the third movement is called Juba, which is uh uh it, it's a dance that you won't see in any other music and it's uh you know it's it's one where you're you know you're slapping your knees and your chest and your cheeks and your elbows and whatever else you want to slap but it's you know it's it's a far cry from the waltzes and the minuets and you know the scherzos and and all the stuff you'll see in the traditional uh you know the traditional classical form so why is it important that we continue to look for new music that's not new? <laughs> well, that's, that's a great question. Uh, and in fact, there, there's a lot of effort that's been expended to unearth music that is quite honestly not that good <laughs> but, uh, over the years. And, and you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, who were Mozart's contemporaries and you know there's there's some decent music there but you know Mo Mozart is kind of the one you want to be listening to uh but in cases like this where it's this there's just this phenomenal artistic talent equal to the composers of her time who were recognized uh it's just I mean how could it not be worthwhile you know when you can you when you can have this sense of belonging and home and heart opening uh, and just arrival that comes from listening to this music of Florence Price. I, it's just like, why, why wouldn't you spend that energy? Even if you found a million duds and you found this one piece, it would have been worth the effort. So how are you staying in touch with your musicians of the symphony? I assume you all have gotten very comfortable on Zoom. Well, you know, it's really not, it's not ideal. Um, you know, there's no way for me to be there in person. We can't go out and have drinks or have rehearsals or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, we have uh, regular meetings with the artistic advisory committee. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in touch via email a lot with uh, musicians and with our personnel manager, Jarrett. Uh, there's, you know, you just do what you can. Um, and with all of our virtual projects, it's been, uh, it's, it's just weird. There's no way, there's no <laughs> other way to, to describe it, but you, you, you have to somehow approximate the, the, you know, the physical personal connection that you get when you're in a live rehearsal and when you're in a live discussion. Uh, so basically the short answer is we've done our best and, uh, I'm honestly astounded by how well these things turn out. We have some wonderful technical 
uh, help and assistance from boots on the ground. And then uh, remotely, we have uh, some amazing editors uh, and artistic advisors who are helping on all these projects that we're releasing. But I am so proud uh, and hopeful, frankly, about all of the all of the artistic content we've been able to produce this year. It's been it's been a wild ride and incredible journey the whole way through. Imagine being poor Riley Nicholson, the new business manager, executive director. I don't know that he's even seen any of our faces yet. It's been, I, I can't even imagine what it's been like for him. I mean, he and I have talked about this, obviously. It's just, um, in some ways, quite frankly, it's almost good that he was completely new when all this went down uh, because he was able to look at everything with fresh eyes, had no preconceptions about what things were supposed to be and weren't supposed to be. And he and I, I mean, we're kind of on the same page about all that stuff. I mean, I've made my whole career based on, you know, unconventional performances in, you know, unexpected places. And so here he is with kind of the same approach uh, in his career. And we ended up at the right place at the right time, I guess. It's, it's been so, a wonderful journey with him. What's next? What's next for Sona? Well, I mean, we're planning, uh, you know, we're, we're planning a normal season next season in the hopes that that happens. You know, we're all sort of waiting for the next shoe to drop. Uh, but, you know, as as with every single moment since last March, uh, when 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 COVID really started to become front page news, <laughs> uh, you never know. Right, Becca? I mean, you just have no idea what's going to happen next. So we're all kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and planning for every single eventuality. Uh, and for this, the rest of this uh, the current reimagined season, of course, we're going to be continuing to uh, to release new content uh, every so often, you know, every few weeks, uh, just to make sure that we're connecting with our audiences and and quite honestly expanding our audiences because this new content has been a great way to bring new people into the fold, into the family. And I think you have. Everyone is so excited every time a new piece of content comes out. The Florence Price Quintet in A Minor is available for streaming now at sonamusic.org. And it was filmed, by the way, in the Great Hall at Crystal Bridges. So it should be beautiful in addition to wonderful to listen to. Absolutely. And it has been wonderful to talk to you. Well, thank you, Becca. As always, it's been way too long since we spoke in person. I will have to say that. But we'll have to make up for, for lost time the next time. I have promised Riley that as soon as everybody breaks loose that I will buy him lunch because I've probably bugged him more than any other journalist since he's been here. So I owe him. Well, I have to say we appreciate you, Becca. You're, you've been wonderful to Sona and I can't imagine what it would be like without you. So keep, oh, well, thank keep, you. Keep, on, keep on doing the good work. Thank you so much. Love to you all in upstate New York. And thank you all for listening to this edition of the What's Up podcast.